0: Your life from out of Atlanta, Georgia. We want to welcome you back to the promise of our podcast. We're going to pick up right where we left off. We want to thank all our listeners out there. We praise God for our spiritual courage and leaders who are doing the, job, the work of the ministry throughout the world. We ask that you continue to pray for them, and we ask that you continue to follow us as we continue to follow Christ. We ask that you continue to bless God in his spirit because God is blessing us through his spirit in our minds. And God wants us to know that he is the author and the finisher of our faith and we pray that these messages is resonating with you guys and you are learning and teaching and learning and, and getting the things that you need from out of these messages because these messages resonates with a lot of people because it is now rightly being divided and explaining what is actually taking place through the scriptures instead of being preached at I'm trying to get you to get where you take your sword or your Bible and the word and go through that's why I always announce the scriptures so that you can see where we're coming from because I want you to research the scriptures and so that you may think you have eternal life so the next time I hear from you or the next time you give me the feedback like y'all been doing and I thank you for that I want to thank you for the blessings of understanding that God is doing something great and God get the glory not none of us here at spiritual country ministry or nobody just teaching his word but God get all the glory and the honor and all the praise now without further ado we're going to just pick up where we left off so we can continue and we're going to continue because we're going to start in the scriptures because I want be my foundation of the scriptures I always read because I want you to know where I started out at in first Corinthians chapter 6 verse 19 and it reads or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you when you which you have from which you have from God or whom you have from God and you are not your own so a lot of times people don't realize that we don't even belong to ourselves. There are so many people in the flesh now that they can't even understand what's going on in the spirit. Now, they'll pretend that they're in the spirit on church day or Wednesday or when they go to church on Friday or whatever day you may attend church or even act holy sometimes. But let me tell you something, man. You don't have to act anything because God's not looking for no actors. God didn't derive from out of Hollywood. He didn't arrive from out of Atlanta here in Georgia where they're picking up in the, in, 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 in the movie theaters. They, they're shooting a lot of movies here in Atlanta, but God is not in the acting business, my brothers and sisters. So he don't need no celebrities and actors from out of Hollywood or out of Atlanta celebrities or Hollywood that they're shooting movies out here. He need individuals to know him for who he is as God. He says, our father who are in heaven, he says, pray daily and ask him for the bread of eternal life daily. That's who God wants us to be, his daily bread. So without our father do, he says, do you not know your body is the temple of God? First Corinthians six nineteen. Now we've got some ways in the message, so I'm going to pick up on John chapter one, where where John saw the Lamb of God. But I want you to know that you have to understand that the Lamb of God was the body that came from out of Hebrews 5, Hebrews chapter ten verse five. He said, "Son, you you don't you don't desire the uh, uh, offerings and sacrifice anymore." He says, I have prepared a body for you. And then we went to Abraham and we talked to Abraham and we showed Abraham where Abraham went to sacrifice his son Isaac. And Isaac said, Daddy, I see the wood, and I see the I, 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 I see the wood and I see the fire. But he said, I don't see the burnt offering. And he said that, he said, I don't see the lamb, Daddy. He said, Abraham, he said, Daddy, Abraham, I don't see the lamb. And Abraham said, God will provide for himself a lamb. Isaac said, "I don't see the lamb," but Abraham prophesized that God would provide for Himself a lamb, and then that was a, that was a that was a that was a ram in the thicket of the bush. When Abraham raised the knife to kill his son, Isaac. y'all know the story. Go back in Genesis 22. You read and uh, uh, understand it, but I'm just giving you a briefing so I can catch up to where I'm at. But let me show you something. Even I, even Abraham. <clears throat> gave us the, the, the knowledge of the Lamb who Jesus was named. But God didn't reveal the Lamb to John the Baptist huh? up until the day he was supposed to baptize Jesus. Now, he'd been knowing Jesus for 30 years and never knew he was the Lamb. But God revealed the Lamb to, to John on the day that he was going to baptize him. Let us read in John chapter 1, verse 25. We're picking up where we left off. And I titled the last message, So Shall We Be Baptized. So Shall We Be Baptized, part two is this message here. And I'm just naming them different so you can have a reference point. And all of it just ties into one message. When I started writing these messages and putting these messages together, all of them is one message started out with the first message. Do you not know? huh? In in 1 Corinthians 3.16, do you not know that you're the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Do you not know? Huh? That's in the next place. He says, Do you not know in 1 Corinthians 6:19 that your body is the temple? Now he's explaining, you do not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So he's taking us into a place. Now I'm explaining how this body that we are of, that came from God, makes us the temple. So let's go to John chapter one, chapter 1, verse 25. John chapter 1, verse 25. And they asked John, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, you got to watch out for them Pharisees and Sadducees and all these different types of religion, man. These people asking all these questions and come and ask John all this. Man, don't ask me. Ask God. Leave me alone. Ask me all these old foolish questions. And John said, no, I'm not the prophet. I'm not the Christ. I'm not whoever you say I am. I don't even have, it. I don't even have it what it takes to tie this man's shoes. And you're going to sit there and ask me all these questions. Leave me alone. Because people get jealous of you when you are doing something for God that they have not done. And that's what's happening in the churches. They are jealous of each other because they think they're doing better than the other. And neither one of them doing what God called them to do. I'm the only one who can say that and get away with it because I ain't scared to tell you. I don't mind telling you how it is. If you ask me, I will let you know. You don't like it? I see you, and I see you. So I'm letting you know, man. This thing is real. Y'all thinking the church has had division? You know what I mean? Just yesterday or two years ago, if I, No, the church been in division. Even Peter, even them guys with the uh, even even them guys, the Pharisees and the Sadducees didn't like each other. They only got along when it came time to the 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 killer son of God. All the only time they give one didn't believe in the resurrection and one believed in the resurrection. Actually, the Pharisees had the had some people that believed and didn't believe, and the Sadducees didn't believe. So you, they, they all all messed up. Man, this story. Let me get out of here. That's what I, I got to get. I got a message to go through. Anyway, my brother, let's go to John chapter one. My God, I got to get out of all that stuff. Let's continue. And they asked John the Baptist, saying. Why 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 then do you baptize? You're not the prophet, you're not the Christ, if you are not the Christ, nor Elijah or nor the prophet. John answered him saying, I baptize with water, but stands one among you whom you do not know. And whom you do not know, look what he said. Whom you do not know, it is he who's coming after me, but preferred before me, whose the straps I am not worth it to loose. These things were done in excuse me, Bethany beyond the Jordan where John was baptized. Then the next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. So he had never told Jesus this word before, and he'd been knowing Jesus for 30 years. Because John was only six months older than Jesus. They grew up together. So now he's seeing him and look, he said, behold, the Lamb of God. God just revealed, just like he did Peter. He came beyond the flesh and blood and revealed to Peter who Christ was. Huh? He says, by Jonah, flesh and blood could not reveal that to you, but my only my father. In heaven, only my father can reveal that to you. So God went beyond John flesh and blood and revealed to that beyond Jesus' flesh and blood that he came through out of Mary's body as the Holy Spirit. And he said, This is the Lamb of God. So Jesus was named the Lamb. Or oh, the Lamb of God was named Jesus. But the Jesus body That Mary conceived was always God. Come on. Huh? Because the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. That's in John uh, uh, 1, John chapter 1 verse 29. The next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Now here in John 1.29, it was the next day when John the Baptist saw Jesus and God revealed to John who Jesus was right before he baptized him. After God revealed himself to John the Baptist as the Lamb of God was named that was named Jesus, John remembered what Abraham told his son Isaac in Genesis 22, 8, that God would provide himself a lamb. So John had the opportunity to baptize the body of God as the Lamb of God that Mary, that Mary conceived through the Holy Spirit and named him Jesus. So, in essence and in retrospect, Jesus' body was God as the Lamb. And God promised in his word that he would provide a lamb for, his, for himself. Come on. You need to also know that Jesus himself cannot take away the sins of the people or the sins of the world. But the Lamb of God, who is God, can and already have and has taken away the sins of the world from out of the people or the sins out of the people in the world. God named the body of the Lamb of God, Jesus. So don't get it twisted because Jesus needed the body of the Lamb of God to take away the sin of the world or the sin of the people in his own body. Come on. In John one twenty nine, John the Baptist said, behold, the Lamb of God who take away the sin of the world or the sin of the people because the world is the people. God so love the people. He gave his only begotten son. God so love the world who was the people or the people that was in the world. God so loved and he gave his only begotten son and whosoever believed in him should not perish but have a- eternal life. So the world is people. So God took away the sin from out of the people through his body as the lamb. He didn't say the lamb took, huh, the lamb of God, Take away the sins of the people or the world. Why? Because there is only one sin that leads to death. Because there is only one sin. Say that again. That leads to death, and God asks us not to pray for that in John, First John, chapter five, verse sixteen and seventeen. Because the sin of the lack of the the sin is the sin, he took away the sin that leads to death. And the sin is the lack of knowledge of God. The sin is the lack of knowledge of Christ. The sin is the lack of knowledge of the Lamb of God. The sin is the lack of knowledge of jesus who has captivated uh, huh, and pulverized the sin is uh, has reduced and has reduced the sin has reduced captivated and pulverized or reduced to dust or the powder as by pounding or grinding grinding the words of eternal life and the words of god and the teaching of christ to nearly nothing let me read that again because of the sin he came and take away the world to take away the sins the lamb come to take away the sin and the sin is the lack of knowledge of God the sin is the lack of knowledge of Christ. The sin is the lack of knowledge of the Lamb of God. The sin is the lack of knowledge of the Son of God, who is Jesus as the Lamb. And this sin has captivated and pulverized or reduced to dust or powder as pounding and grinding the words of eternal life. They've been beaten on eternal life like it ain't nothing. The teaching of Christ like it ain't nothing. Why? Because Christians and believers and spiritual church leaders, bishop pastors and preachers and prophets and teachers has reduced the words of eternal life and the teaching of Christ huh? and the teaching he has commanded. He was commanded to teach in John chapter 12, verse 15. Huh? They have pounded and ground it, grind it to dust and powder. By pounding and grinding it, their church members that we all have to die. They've been pounding that in them. They've been grinding that in them, that tomorrow is not promised. We are not going to be here forever. They have reduced the word of eternal life to dust. The people are pulverized and captivated by this ridiculous saying and teaching of men. The number 666, which is the number of man. The number of 666, which is the number of beast. The number of 666, which is the number of death. The number 666, the number of their pastor preaching and teacher. The number 666 is the number of man preaching and doctrine and the commandments of men. The number of eternal life, which is 18, is found in Romans 6. Verse 34, verse 3 and 4, where we baptized, where we were baptized into, my brothers and sisters, we was baptized into Christ Jesus, into his death. My brothers, this is heavy. Now we can, re- now we can present these two bodies to God as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, being our reasonable service unto God. And the reason so for this being true is because in Romans six four tells us why. Romans six four says, therefore, because we who were baptized into Christ Jesus' death were also buried in with him through the baptism into his death. So we were baptized and circumcised into the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ Jesus through the circumcision of the body of Christ that was made without hands. Come on, do you not know? My brothers and sisters, do you not know? So shall we be baptized? Ah, glory to God Jesus. Do you not know that being baptized, my brothers and brothers and sisters into Jesus Christ, into Christ Jesus' death and burial, that we too as Christ was raised from the dead, in the body of the Lamb of God, just as Christ was raised from the dead? By the power and the glory and by the Spirit of God, our Father, even so we, hey, that's what the message is, even so we should walk, even so we should walk in the newness of life. Hey, glory, come on, even so we should walk in the newness of life, hey, even so we should walk in the newness of eternal life. Come on. Now, if I had a subtitle for this sermonic presentation, even so we also be walking in the newness of eternal life. Even so we also should. Man, that's heavy to me. i got to get out of that. This is powerful because if we conform ourselves or compare ourselves to this verse, of scriptures here in Romans 6, 4. Even so we also should too walk in the newness of eternal life. Why? Because now we have a understanding, an understanding and indication what, what living living sacrifice or living bodies as a living sacrifice we are presenting to God as our reasonable service to God. If God's body as the Lamb of God that was conceived by Mary the mother of Jesus, that God told Mary what to name himself. He, t- he told Mary what to name himself. And he says, which the name was Jesus Christ. His name was Jesus. And the word Jesus derived, derived from out of Hebrew. Yes, uh, Yeshua. Yeshua meaning to deliver. To rescue Yahshua. So God rescued and delivered us from the sin, which is death, through his two bodies. One body was the Lamb of God that he named, that he promised Abraham, and he would provide a lamb for himself because his son Christ didn't desire sacrifice and offerings anymore. Didn't desire sacrifice and offering anymore, so God, God God gave Himself to Christ as the Lamb of God, and named Himself Jesus after Mary, conception of the Holy Spirit. Then you have Christ as the Bread of God that came down from God in a body that came down on the Lamb of God. When John the Baptist baptized them, baptized Jesus after God had revealed to John that Jesus' body that Mary conceived is the body of God as the Lamb. This bread of God as Christ, who came down on the Lamb of God as Jesus, is now the beloved Son of God in whom God is well pleased in Luke three twenty-one and 22. These are the two bodies that we were baptized and buried in on the third day. Abraham on the third day revealed to his son that God will rev- God will provide for himself. He will provide for himself a body. God himself, my brothers and sisters, I want you to know, man, brothers and sisters, that God is doing a new thing in the earth with his people. He revealed to Abraham that these are the two bodies. There are the, these are the two bodies that we are baptizing. The Lamb of God he revealed to Abraham in the spirit of Christ that came down as the bread of God in a body. So you got two bodies that you're presenting to God. Now let's go and continue, my brothers and sisters. God On the third day, and he got up. On the third day, and the noon is alive. This is where the church gets lost at, my brothers and sisters. This happens in Romans 6, 4, by the power of, by the glory and by the Spirit of God on the third day. Now in Romans 12, 1 and 2, This is why as a spiritual church leader, I eagerly beg you, I eagerly urge you, my sisters and brothers, that you come into the knowledge of God and the knowledge of Christ. And I also beseech you or urgently implore you to present the bodies of Jesus, the body of Jesus as the Lamb of God that God prepared for himself on the third day and the body of Christ, which are the two bodies that God through his glory and his power and his spirit raised from the dead on the third day, who by the way, he circumcised us through the spirit of his son Christ with the circumcision that was made without hands. God baptized us into the death and the burial of his two sons, who is Jesus and Christ, who by the way, come on, deliver us from the body of death. When we present these two bodies as a living and alive unto God as a sacrifice that live inside of us through the 18 inches from our hearts and minds, then God would know without a without, uh, then God would know our purpose in life toward Him. He would know exactly what it is, and our reasonable service, and our reason for accepting God as being our Father. In Romans 2, Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, and this type of worship toward God from us will allow for God to know. And that we do not conform ourselves to the world. Or we do not conform ourselves to the people. Or we do not conform ourselves to the spiritual church leaders. Or we do not conform ourselves to a church denomination, affiliation group, or religion. Or we do not conform ourselves to pastors, bishops, and prophets, and and preachers and teachers. We do not conform ourselves to the doctrines and the commandments of men. But we conform ourselves Ourself to the spirit and the doctrines of Christ and the spirit and the doctrines of God. As this indicates in Romans 2, uh, 12, 2, and is insinuate to God, to Christ, that you have been transformed by the renewing of your mind when you present these two bodies as a living sacrifice these two bodies that you're presenting is the body of the lamb of god that was named jesus and the body of christ that came down on the body of the lamb during the baptism in luke chapter 3 verse 21 so I want you to understand, so in the 18 inches of your heart, you've been baptized with the baptism of Christ with the, the, through the circumcision that was made without hand. So that brings you in a place in the deep. So if you started out in the deep with us, you are now in so far, you can't do nothing but drown if you decide to go back. Huh? Because now you have the knowledge of understanding what you are presenting to God as a sacrifice. I beseech you. I eagerly urge you. I employ you, my brothers and sisters. I employ you, pastors and preachers and teachers, that you eagerly wait and eagerly present yourself. The bodies. Because the Lamb of God take away the sin it take away the sin in the body where the knowledge of God and the knowledge of Christ is revealed to God's people. My brother, this indicates to God that our mind's been transformed. huh? It reveals that God loves us. My brother, what is that which is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God this also indicates and insinuate to God and Christ that you have so learned the teaching of God and Christ we find in Ephesians 420 but most christians and believers have not so learned Christ but in Ephesians it tells us but you have not so learned Christ it didn't say you have not so learned Jesus it said you have not so learned Christ let's go to Ephesians chapter 4 verse 20 It says that you have not so learned Christ if indeed you have heard him and been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. So Jesus had to hear him and Jesus had to learn from Christ to be taught by Christ so that he can learn who Christ was in the body as Jesus, as the Lamb. So Jesus had to be taught and learned by Christ. Now, even Jesus know the truth. And the truth of Christ from his teaching to Jesus has called Jesus to be set free. Why? Because the truth of Christ's teaching will set you free from sin and death. Ephesians 4.22 says, now that the truth is in Jesus and we have to present to God we have to present to God Jesus and Christ's body as a living sacrifice. We are going to see what Jesus had to do to come into the knowledge of Christ and the knowledge of God. Let's continue reading in Ephesians 4.22. It says that, that you and I have to put off. So even Jesus had to put off the body. He was born and it Mary. Hmm. Things in the context of the form of your uh, concerning your former conduct. The old man, the old woman. Why? Because this causes us to grow up, grow corruptive and according to deceitful lust. So even Jesus had to get rid of the lust from out of him through actually coming into the knowledge of the teaching of Christ. We know he was the lamb. We know he was God, but he was in the flesh as a man so that he can be the example and the illustration. He came to be what we was so we can be what he was as he came. He came as the Lamb of God. So now we are the Lamb of God because we are the temple. The temple of God is the Lamb. I said that earlier. The temple of God is the Lamb. Come on. take Glory. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So we see the Holy Spirit. We see Jesus. And John revealed that Jesus and the Holy Spirit that Mary was conceived and named Jesus was the Lamb of God all the time. And it had to be revealed to Jesus so Jesus can move into a place in the deep where Christ was teaching. Come on. My brothers and sisters, this is where the transformation takes place in our hearts and in our minds, where the 18 inches of the Spirit of God and the Spirit of Christ resides at in the new body, at in us <laughs> or in our new bodies. The 18 inches. Ephesians 4 tells you where God and Christ resides in. Verse 23 says, by the renewing of the spirit of our mind. So Jesus' mind had to be renewed by the spirit of Christ's mind because Christ had the mind of God, and God took Christ's mind and put it back in the Lamb through Jesus' body. And Christ now is the spirit of God in the body of the Lamb. So therefore, we have to understand by the renewing of the spirit of our mind where the fullness of the Godhead resides in our new body. Because in in Romans chapter 6, it says we should walk in the newness of life. We too also should walk in the newness of life. So we supposed to be walking in the newness of life right now. Every day you get up, the newness of life is eternal life. The newness of life doesn't speak tomorrow is not promised. The newness of life does not say we all have to die. The newness of life doesn't say we're not going to be here forever. The newness of life says we're going to be here forever and we're going to live forever. And we shall not die and live and declare the works of God. So the 18 inches is vital to understand where God resides at, who has delivered you by the way through the body of Jesus as the lamb and the body of Christ as the bread of God in the body you are in now. That's why you are the temple. By the renewing of the spirit of your mind. This is where the fullness of the God is in our new bodies through the 18 inches of the heart and the mind. Only the Spirit of God and the Spirit of Christ and the Holy Spirit of God as the Lamb of God can reside in the house that is made without hands. In the 18 inches from your heart to your mind. That's why we have the, the renew, that's why we have to renew the spirit of our mind, because any other type of spirit resides or abides in your mind. God and Christ cannot live there. Why? Because the spirit of God and the spirit of Christ cannot abide in an unclean place, in an unclean house. And in, in, in Second Corinthians, he says this here. He says that. Uh, he says that. Uh, if, uh, if this earthly house, if this earthly house is dissolved, we have another one. Jeez, glory built by God. From the heavenless, from the eternal, from the heaven. He says, from the the heavenless, the built by God that is made without hands. My brothers and sisters, oh my God. God is not going to live in an unclean house. So if you don't believe in eternal life, my brothers and sisters, it's probably because your house needs cleaning. You don't believe in eternal life on this side, that you can live forever and not die in this body. And you've been taught we all have to die. And you're walking around thinking that you're going to die someday and you're not going to be here forever. So the thing of it is, you have already dirty your house. Your house needs vacuuming. You need somebody to come and re- sweep your house again, clean your house again. Huh? Or just do like I did. <laughs> I burnt the house down. and just got me a new house. Hmm? After I learned I can walk in the newness of life, that I was baptized with a body that was made without hands through the circumcision of the body of Christ, I began to walk in that house. I didn't even understand it. But when I got the understanding and the knowledge of it, you better watch out now. Come on. And that's all I'm teaching. If you don't understand that you're baptized with the baptism, huh? into his death, into his burial, into his friend, you will never understand that you have eternal life. And that's what this message is all about, my brothers, because the Spirit of God and the Spirit of Christ cannot abide in an unclean house or unclean place. Come on. Because God gave us a new house, a new mind to abide in the house of God forever that he made and created without hands on the sixth day in his own image and in, in his own likeness as a male and a female in Genesis 126 and 27. Because Ephesians 24 tells us what God desired for us to do. Verse 24 in Ephesians chapter four, chapter four. And he says, and that you and I put on the new man and that you and I put on the new woman that was created according to God. So we got a body that we put on after God's creation, which is on the sixth day in Genesis 1.26 and 27 from out of Genesis 1, 1. God says, I'm telling you what to put on. You've been baptized in something new and you're still regurgitating all that old stuff because you want to be like your mama and them and your daddy and them. I'm sick of mama and daddy and them teaching. They got to go somewhere else with that stuff. I don't want to hear that honey I love you daddy I love you mama but you got to get out of here with that foolishness, honey I'm telling you I don't mean to be disrespectful baby but I got to let you know what God taught me through his son Christ God is my teacher now mama he told Jesus told Mary he said mother I'm about my father's business well Mary is my mother's name too Mary I'm about my father's business if I don't want to hear that old foolishness about we all have to die and tomorrow's not promised I don't want to hear Hear that junk? I'm tired of listening to people. I heard people last night we was having a gathering and people talking about, you know, well, we ain't going to be here forever. I went on the other side. I said, let me let that group stay on that side because I'm too far in the deep to let somebody bring me back in the shadow and then after I can't swim, drown in shadow water. Ain't that sad? It's sad when a man or a woman drown in shadow water. It's all right to drown in deep water, huh? But, but shadow water, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Get out the shadow churches. Get out the shadow bishops. Get out the shadow pastors and preachers. Get out the shadow of the waters and bring your children, bring your sons and your daughters, bring your flocks into the deep and start teaching the Words of eternal life to, you, for, to God's people. Stop telling them they got to die and we all ain't going to be here tomorrow. You may not be here tomorrow, Joker, but stop telling others they not. So I'm sick of people saying we all got to, we all got to die. We, you know what I mean? That, that just bothers me. That's ignorant. And if we all did, why would you walk around and keep saying it? That don't make no sense. And the word of God is supposed to be an inspiration. I ain't inspiring to me. Get out there with that foolishness, pastors, preachers, and teachers. I'm sick of that. If you want to call me, call me at 678-764-1614. Uh, 1, 1, 4, 1, 4. I don't care. We can chop it up a little bit and talk about it. I love you, man, and I love your sisters, out there preaching and teaching. I love y'all, man, but I'm sick of all this foolishness, and we, 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 we just got to get into a place. Let me get back to this word, man, because Christ said, look, Put on the new man. Put on the new woman. Come on. That was created according to God. In true holiness. So the body that you're in is holy if you are the temple. In true eternal life, the body that you're in as the body, as the Lamb of God has given you eternal life. Come on. So you got the Lamb of God, you got Christ, you got Jesus, you got Emmanuel, you got all these bodies. You got the body of God as my children, you got the body of God as God, as the promise of our Father in Luke 24, 49, you got the promise of our, I will promise you, you got the body of the Holy Spirit, our glory that was made without hands, the fullness of the Godhead in you as the temple. And that you put on the new man and the new woman, huh? That's created after God, and true holiness, true righteousness, true eternal life. Now we see why God says that you and I was bought with a price. Because when God poured our poured our spirit, poured out his spirit on us in Joel 228, 2, look what he did, my brothers and sisters when he told out his spirit upon us in Joel 2.28. He done something for us. I want you to realize he done something for us in Acts 2.17. And just as in his own body, as the Lamb of God, he poured out his body on us when he said, I will send the promise of our Father. He prepared as the lamb for himself, he poured this body out on our spirit. In Joel 2.28 and Acts 2.17, where it coincides, where he says, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. He was talking about the body of the lamb as Jesus. He was talking about the bread of God that came down in John chapter 6.48. I am the bread that came down from heaven. I am the bread of God. He hmm? So he gave us the bread of Christ. He gave us the body of the Lamb. He gave us the bread of God, has the promise of the Father and the fullness of the Godhead. And we have all this inside of us. He prepared for himself. And when he gave us this bread of eternal life through the flesh and blood of his son Christ, and then he gave us himself again in Luke twenty-four, forty-nine as the promise of our father to complete us in the fullness of the Godhead that we read in Colossians 2.10. Now we better understand why God says in 1 Corinthians 3.16, do you not know? That you are the temple of God and the spirit of God dwells in you. Do you not know in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, that your body is the temple of God and that you've been bought with a price and you are not your own. Who we should be worshiping and praising God in our bodies, in our spirit, and in our minds, because we belong to God. Do you not know? When God purchased us through his own body as the Lamb of God that never conceived by the Holy Spirit and named it, and he she named it Jesus, and immediately and effectively we was purchased and bought at a price through the blood of Jesus, through the blood of Christ, through the blood of God. So, in essence and in retrospect, to this great phenomenon of very remarkable and extraordinary in, in retrospect of what we are seeing and talking about if we are going to reflect on the past huh we was purchased by the blood of God and his two sons Christ and Jesus we need to take a look on how it all happened 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 let us go to 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 verse 14 my brothers this is so interesting to me for the love of Christ compel us. Gee, glory. And what this is actually means to us and to you and I, or what this actually means to us, is that Christ's death, burial, resurrection forces us, huh, and forces you and bring us into a moral obligation to search the scriptures to know that we have eternal life and why God through his son gives us eternal life. Christians and believers can't continue, and spiritual church leaders and pastors and bishops and prophets, preachers and teachers can't continue teaching their members that eternal life is something you get after you die. And the reason that they teach that eternal life is something you receive after you die. They've been taught by their spiritual church leaders, pastors, bishops, and apostles and preachers and more so with their own eyes. People dying daily. And on top of that, mama and, them and daddy and, them and, grandpa and grandpa and grandma and momo and papa and them taught us. We all have to die. And tomorrow is not promised. And we are going to be we are not going to be here forever. But on the other hand when they when when they they use this phrase we are not going to be here forever they are thinking in their minds and hearts that once they die they are going to heaven they are going to receive eternal life and that that can be that can't be correct according to the scriptures and it is written in John Christ was teaching Martha and Mary and his disciples the difference between eternal life and the resurrection life. Let's go to John, my brothers and sisters. I think we're going to stop there, but we're going to go to John, and we're going to come back, and we're going to discuss this again at the top of the hour. This is Pastor D. Washington coming to you live from out of Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm going to go over that part where I just went by Mama and them and daddy and them, because that's powerful. My brothers and sisters, we got to get out of this inclination thinking that we get eternal life after we die. That doesn't make any sense to the young children. That don't even sound right when you sit around and think about it. How do you get eternal life after you die? When eternal life means living forever or lasting forever. That doesn't make sense. But anyway, this is Pastor D. Watch. Come to the live from out of Atlanta, Georgia. We want to thank God again. We ask that you, you know, if you've got any concerns, comments, or, or, uh-huh. or, or discussions you want you have, you just call 678. i just give you the number earlier. 678-764-1614. You can reach us at P-E-S-T-O-R-D-W at yahoo.com. My brothers and sisters, we got a book online at Amazon. Amazon, Books A Million, Barnes & Noble, Uh, The Promise of Our Father and Who Has Believed Our Report coincide with these messages, get the book, read the book, share the book, Uh, uh, and I ask that you just share the messages continuously. We thank you for listening and tuning in. My brothers, I love you, and may God continue to bless you and your family forever. Amen.